Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pass is the way to flight 00H152. That's flight 00H152. Please approach the gates. Your flight is now ready for boarding. Shoot. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You learn them boys are crazy. This is amazing. Wow. Yeah, we're out. Okay. Here. We're all proper. Oh, boy. Um, we're in Tatooine, baby. Tatooine, Tatooine. <laughs> 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 we're in Platine Studios, Platine 7, uh, courtesy of Apple Podcasts. Shouts out every studios. time. In in North London, are we in North London? Yeah, we're uh, we're just off of Caledonian Road. Yeah, so me and Yaf made the the journey across the river to sure come to come to, the, come to the north side. Yeah, yeah. And we're north joined that. by another North North Londoner in the building. That's right, my MD. boy, my brother, <laughs> Damilola. Uh-huh. Dapper. Come on, Dami. Damola, Damola, Damola. Kieran, hey, Kieran, do you know what's so funny about Kieran? Dirty, I always do. Look, look, look. Kieran, like, but it's specifically Nigerian names. Kieran just always. I, I won't say butcher. Them. I won't say butcher. I do he a little in, bit, bro. He I came in there bit. with chest. He was like, ah, ha. Damilola. Damilola. I've done it. I've done it. Do you know what I've done it? Who did I do it to? I did it to. Um, did it to Jojo. Jojo. Oh, he, that's why he don't like me, bro. No, he loves me. He loves me. Uh, which Jojo are we talking about? I was gonna say his last name again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Recess. Oh, recess. That's gang, man. Yeah. 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 For Shout real, out for to real, Jojo. For real. Good people. Um, but yeah, we're here with my brother. Here with my brothers, actually. Love that. Um, Arkies, we're in Arkies. the building. If you're tuning in on this day that you're listening to us, you're listening to the Out of Home podcast, a show brought to you by four Londoners, That's capturing right. the sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. In the building, a new building, in fact, a soundproof building. Yeah, let's do, let's before we, yeah, before we, yeah, let's yeah. talk about the setup right now. Yeah, bro. Like, it's, we're at, we're at the round table. Honestly, yeah, this is some Kubrick shit. <laughs> I mean, this is like 2001 Space Odyssey vibes, man. This place is slick. I feel like I'm in a spaceship Yo, right now. Do you know honestly. what I mean? We've got an engineer, shout out Lizzie in the back. Yeah. But, but, come on, Liz. <laughs> and uh, we've got mounted mics. Yeah. I ain't never seen a mic like this before. This is a. Yeah, this, oh, this, this is, is that. This is that. 30, this is that good, good. This is Proper. that good, good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, um, shout out to Steve, Stephen and Kwame who aren't with us right now, but because um, we're in London, right? We're prepping that plus four four. Kwame is out in Amsterdam, and Stephen is enjoying his time in Nigeria. But enjoying. myself and Yaf are here repping, obviously, and you know what? Like, it's just a good vibe. Simple. It's a good vibe. Like we. We literally hollered at Dami. Like, I spoke to Dami, what, what, like, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago? And I said to myself, yo, you know what? It'll be sick to get him on the pod. So I'm very grateful for you to come through and share your time with us. And Yaf's Yaf's obviously here because Yaf's my brother and this is out of home. So, um, yeah, man, the, the settings are sick, bruv. We yeah, got a little there's... guitar in the back. I might have to <laughs> run a, a couple two, 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 Today is going to be the day. <laughs> the secret compartment. <laughs> yeah, the secret compartment's the in there. There's hella trap doors in that. Hey, 
It's mad still. It's it mad. is. It it's is. It is. We'll have to. We'll have to upload a picture. Yeah, definitely, the setup. Definitely, one that Ollie took. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Right, these headphones. Right, so I'm I'm wearing headphones for the yes. first time and I'm tripping. So, <laughs> so usually, yeah, I'm I'm like the audio engineer of out of home yeah. for all of our lovely hearers, as you have called them in our last episode or episode before that. Mm. And um, I'm the one that wears the headphones. So I would obviously play around with the levels and make sure that all of our voices are sounding smooth. smooth. Today, Yaf has headphones on and he's like, I don't know what to do with myself. He just doesn't, he do, it doesn't, does it feel comfortable? It does. It does. I just need to adjust. Yeah. Would, would world, you do yeah. it again? I'll let you know at the end. I hope, hopefully you will because you know that'll sort out some of our uh, audio problems. Wow. <laughs> see where you're going with this. <laughs> oh man, but you know what? We're going to start this episode like we always do. He's taking the headphones off. What? Yeah, He's yeah, gone yeah. rogue. Straight He's away. He's gone rogue, bro. What's going on? Straight I'm, I'm back in my head now. These, these headphones are making <laughs> sense. Now I see why girls bang them earmuffs. Because these are cozy. Yeah, I've had the bro. headphones on back in for the room. all but... Four minutes. He's like, uh, and he's okay, like, uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> what, do you feel disconnected? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me try something. All right, look. I, d- I don't feel like I'm You know what? He's got a point, you know. In the room. He's got a point. You don't feel like you're in the room? No, no, I no, feel no, like no, I'm, no. In, I'm in the zone. But it's all good. You know, it's fine. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. with the headphones on, I'm in a sensory deprivation tent. Oh. You might never been in one of those. <laughs> never. Okay. Never. Yeah. You know what? Go in there. You float in that. It's good. You just get into your consciousness. And yeah. Shit. Yeah, you get focused. Wait, what's it, what is it called? It's like a sensory deprivation tank, right? It's just a, Deprivation sounds it's a tank like a mad thing. That's just got water in it. Yeah. And you just lay down and you just float. So what does it like? So, okay. So sensory deprivation. Mm. I'm, I'm thinking you don't feel, you don't hear. That's you it. You don't sound. Yep. Don't so they smell, close the and door. And you don't see. Imagine being you in a submarine, to, right? You feel like you're like... What does it feel like? Yeah. Bro, listen, I'm going to be real. I ain't done it yet. But I saw it on that episode <laughs> on Atlanta and it looked cold. Yeah? Can you do so it in London? I'm going to do one in the new year. <laughs> okay, okay, but okay. But I'm okay. still prescribing for people to do Man said it feels now. like something that I've never experienced. That's <laughs> right. But <laughs> I can imagine that's what it felt like. Because when I watched the episode, it was very immersive. But, but, so, but what are the benefits of it? From what I've been told, from what I've been told, yeah, we all know Darius, right? Yeah, oh, Darius is, Darius. you know, the raconteur of the series. I like that work. You know him. Raconteur. He's a nutter, right? But he's also a spiritual guy who's got the clearest vision of yeah, them all, yeah, to be factual, honest, because he's factual. connected to himself. Factual. But yeah. when he went in the tank, yeah. he uncovered what was actually paining him mm. on a deeper level. And that's what then leads to the end of Atlanta. Oh, I'm not going to ruin it for the okay, listeners, okay, now okay. for you, man, if you haven't yeah, seen yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But okay, okay, okay. honestly, that tank, it looks like a key to a lot of his neuroses. And, so. and do, they, do, they, do they have that available in London have you googled it yeah 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 I've done my research don't worry I'm gonna pat you later man right. I've got a couple of numbers for you guys yeah alright right. say nice say nice <laughs> well, by the time people are listening to this probably gonna be over Christmas or something or leading yeah. up to oh, New Year yeah. or might be the New Year so all you yeah. people that do New Year New Me you know where to start century, century deprivation take away everything and that's gem number one that's it one of many I have a feeling that that is gonna be dropping bare gems I mean I'm trying bro off the conversation that we had you yeah, like I, I left it I was like bruv need to get this guy on yeah bro I was like yo like that was a conversation you know when you like you feel like you needed you didn't even know you needed the conversation that you had but then you walk away from it you're like yeah that was a real conversation mm, I was bro. like no nah, I need to get this brother on the pod bro Facts. but um, as I was saying like let's let's start this how we always start our podcast yeah. isn't it um, so Dami 
for 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 your information, mm. at the beginning of every podcast, we ask each other what made you smile. It's a thing that we do to make sure that we take stock for the week that we've had. Okay. And be grateful for certain things that are happening in our lives. And mm-hmm. it started literally what episode two of the podcast, and it's now a tradition on the Alphone podcast. So I want to ask you, bro, mm-hmm. as our guest, our honorary guest, um, what made you smile this week, bro? You know what? This week, as in this week starting yesterday or the last seven days? Last seven days. Like, okay. Last seven days. Last seven. So in the last seven days, I turned 31. Jeez. And yeah, that was, you know, iconic Jeez. moment yeah, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, my turn 31, 31 and that. And well, yeah, it was done. amazing. But the day of my birthday, I was knackered, as I have been for a lot of this year, because I've been grafting. And I've hit the wall of like progress fatigue, right? So mm. I'm like When when what month do you feel like you start to recognise that? Mm. Good question. Good bro. question, bro. I think um okay, so just I'll get into House Captain later, but just after we had the launch party for House Captain in October, yeah. I felt like a huge Breath. weight had come off my shoulders, but also a huge wave of kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? Offset tiredness had just yeah, hit me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It it's, just hit me then. Yeah. Like I've been putting the tiredness off for months, mm. and then it just said, "Okay, bang, you're tired now." But you know what's Be mad tired, about that? Yeah. You know what I mean, I feel like October for me is always the month as well. Mm. Every year, really, October hits, and it's usually the point where I start to recognize how tired I actually mm. am. So that's why I said, like, when was it for you? Right, because... It makes sense. It makes sense, bro, because it's that month where most of your big swings for the year are probably done. And you're probably just preparing your bigger swings for the coming year. Mm. So you're like in that place where you're kind of like auditing how the year's gone. And yeah, you're looking yeah, at yeah, tying yeah, up yeah, some yeah, loose ends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're tying up the loose ends, innit? And by that time, I was just finished. Mm. So birthday comes now and I wasn't even planning to do anything big and I kept it that way. But in the morning, I wake up at like 7 o'clock knackered and the door's going off and I'm thinking, what the hell is this? Door's going off 7 a.m., go downstairs to the door. It's my mum's from Niagara, isn't it? <laughs> and I was just like... Did you know she was going to be here? I had a... F- I mean, they were like, yeah, she's coming, she's coming, but I was like, look, whatever. She always changes her dates, isn't okay, it? So okay, I wasn't okay, sure okay, if, okay. you know, that was... Anyway, I wasn't expecting it. I get there now. And my mum's there and I'm just like, what? Mum? I said, ah, happy birthday, son. All wilding out. And obviously... Surprise! I was knackered. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I was knackered, but I was also like, yo, so grateful because... To give my mums a hug on my birthday when yeah, I weren't expecting bro. it, when I've been faded, yeah? Mm. Bro. That's energy, bro. After all of, the, you know, the madness and we've had a lot happen in the family, a lot's changed and all of this stuff, it was mm. nice to mm. do that, do you know what I mean? So that gave me a smile still. And then the rest of the day was lovely too. My girl took me out for dinner. I go to the toilet and I was expecting to pay in it. Went to the toilet and that come back. Bills patterned. I was like, wow. hold on. Something don't feel right here because I'm <laughs> always paying this shit, right? And she does her thing as well, yeah, respectfully. Yeah, 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 when it's yeah, like yeah. a big dinner, mm. you know, I'm usually expected to pay and I'm, I'm always willing to. Yeah, yeah. But in this instance, she had covered it. I was like, oh, not that she can't. It's, it's just day, that man. she did it. And I was yeah, like, oh, right. Day, but then it made me start questioning and making little links in my head about why is it that men, mm-hmm. whenever a woman treats yeah. us, yeah. we feel like, I won't say emasculated, but like a little bit like, oh, that feels a bit Taking weird. Taken aback. Do you maybe, know what I mean? Maybe it's because you're... Obviously, I can't speak to your relationship directly, mm. but maybe it's because you're so used to, like, being a provider, so to speak. Yeah. And that, that just feels like a part of that. Mm. So when you're not, 
almost feels like the roles are reversed a little bit. Slightly, a little bit. Because I'm, I'm the same. Like in my relationship, I'm usually like just off the bat. I just pay for stuff. Mm. So when my missus does the same thing, I just feel <laughs> a little bit like it's like oh okay. <laughs> me and me and my girl kind of got it like split down the middle. Like mm. it's almost just like you'll handle that, I'll handle this, and mm. we just. No one's counting, in it? Mm. So it's that's the like, way to be honest. I mean? That is the way. But I do yeah. think for the big events, like I took mm. a sexy fish for her birthday not long ago. And obviously, you know, I can't lie. That place, I've got to say, yeah, you know these Pan-Asian restaurants in yeah, London, yeah. which is like all the big ones, all the yeah, nice yeah. ones. They're, they're all, all on that same strip as well, aren't they? Literally on the same Monkey road, house serving down the same food. Bro, see, I'd never been. Yeah, right? I've been a you couple been? times. I've been a couple times. Monkey so, house. Yeah, so Monkey yeah. house. For the for the for the lovely listeners, what is Monkey House? Monkey House is an, another pan like I think pan Asian mm. sort of restaurant, bougie slash okay, yeah, yeah. Like, club lounge thing, lounge it? sort of thing in it. Yeah, pretty pretty bougie. Yeah, mm. but like it like I, I saw a, a tweet the other day. I was like, wow, the thing just burnt down. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, like there was a fire, like a big fire in there. Oh, in no, the, but the whole thing. No, bro, like people in the like main area. Oh my god! Oh, the I beams think, were dropping down. And yeah, shit. Like people one were getting the, like head knocked off in that. It's mad. One of the like decorations must have caught on fire, and it just the whole place went up in smoke. In like literally, was okay. Yeah, it sounded. It seemed like everybody was okay. Okay, but was the, the most random thing that I saw was that like it started burning down, and people started taking their phones out to what like, to film. Very it's our generation, so weird. strange our generation, Very so weird. so strange. Sorry, call that that horror porn, innit? it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Where you see man. so much. There's so much twisted stuff that yeah, happens bro. all the time, but the first response is to record it as mm, opposed to mm. help. Protect. Do you know what I mean? Help, Protect, you know what support, kind of yeah. enable somebody to get out of yeah, a difficult weird. situation. But why why do you with. think that is, though? Why do you guys think people do that? I don't know. I think I people want to rush to put stuff online. That. Do you know what I mean? It's like they want to be the first to be like, yo, this is happening. Mm. I caught it. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I don't understand the, like... The thinking behind it, but I think that might be it. Do you know what I mean? I think you're right, bro. Yeah. People don't want to be first responder. They want to be the first poster. They want to be the first cheater, the first mm. story adder, like mm, the first mm, person mm. to break. It's bare weird. You see it in comments. It's like, bare like, weird, like, bro. You know that thing where people like first, first comment, yeah, mm. first comment. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's young as well. It's like, why do you want to be first in this like massive highway of infinite numbers of people? Like, you can't. You can't be the, first. Do you really, know what I mean? <laughs> it's the internet, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. I do feel as well. Yeah, it's like. Recording stuff, capturing stuff is kind of—it's just become second nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. many people. So, good or bad, first thing a lot of people want to do is put out their phones. I mean, mm-hmm. us—we obviously come from a different school of thought, definitely, whereby definitely, we want to help, protect, whoever it may be. But some people they're like, "Fuck, let me capture this," and then I'll, and then I'll. It's like they they capture first, and yeah. then they think about how they feel yeah, after. Facts. Yeah, trust. But they want to capture it to show. The environment is, it's, yeah. We're going to get to your like, what made you smile and my what made you smile as well. But I just wanted to ask you, Demi, mm. like, turning 31, bro, like, obviously, you got over the, the proverbial hurdle of 30, and now you're 31. Like, what's going through your head now? And, like, what is the thing that you're like, all right, cool. I had my first year in my 30s, I'm going into my second one. Mm. And, like, what, what, what were you feeling when your birthday came around? <sighs> Bro, the first feeling was a sense of relief, yeah, actually, yeah. to be honest with you. A Why? sense of relief where, let me not just say relief. It's two sides to the same coin. There's grace and then there's relief in it. I was mm. grateful and graceful in turning 31, like, right, like, I've done a lot in this yeah. year and I've come a long way and I feel like a lot of the growth 
that was putting together in my late 20s crystallised as I turned 30. So a lot of the things I was wanting to do had started to happen. Mm -hmm. But then also relief that I had made them happen because I'd had ideas in my head for a long time that I was never able to fully realise because lack of Mm -hmm. maturity in situations, lack of experience, lack of capital... Uh, lack of network at times. So when you mm. combine all four of those things, it's very hard to get, you know, the things you want off the ground. Yeah. So I kept on getting frustrated and I kept on getting, bumping my head into my own ambition, basically, throughout my 20s. Bruv, uh, let me just stop you here, yeah? Yeah. You've said things... <laughs> how long have we been recording for? Like Probably about... 12 to yeah, 13 yeah. I, minutes. I, put, I literally just put a stopwatch on as well just to see. Bro, <laughs> the way you structure sentences, yeah. Bruv, this is what uh, I'm saying, man. Allow me, What man. did you just say? This is what I'm saying. Allow me, allow me, this allow me. This is what I'm saying, bro. This is what I'm saying. Why don't move like Shakespeare bro, up in Platoon, bro, fam? Bro, man speaks with such, like, a profoundness to his, like, words that you're like... That's a trauma, bro. <laughs> It's a trauma talking, yeah. man. Yeah, like when <laughs> when when Dami starts talking, you want to listen because it's like that was such a beautifully put sentence. Yeah, it was put you know together really well. Yeah, really beautiful. Um, now, now, now I'm upset. Kwame isn't here. Ah, uh, bro, and Stephen, bro. Next one, isn't Kwame it? Is, uh, he's a stickler back, for bro. words. I swear, Kwa- Kwame's like you said two words already. Yeah, and Kwame would gonna listen back. He's like, that's a good word. Oh, Kwame is good. Like he's gonna be live commentating when he's oh 100 percent. He's laughing right now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We know you are for Kwame. <laughs> we that see you, you didn't know. We see you, dog. Um, yeah, bro. Yes, sir. We spoke, like, literally yesterday, but, like, what's been making you smile mm. this mm. last week? If you can, you know, point to something else. Let me reflect back on the year. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Because by the time people listen, it's going to probably be the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just the growth. Mm-hmm. The growth. Obviously, mm-hmm. I turned 30, so I'm a year behind you, man. Mm. Um, congrats though bro yeah, thank you my guys. Congrats. and I feel like um, I'm just a grown man now mm. <laughs> it's mad isn't it I'm a grown man it's a mad feeling bro it's a very mad feeling when you start buying nose hair trimmers yeah you know you're in the mud bro I can't lie when I picked up a nose hair trimmer I thought fuck man bro <laughs> going to people's houses and asking them where they got their plates from yeah. I'm just like I'm out here <laughs> I'm dead. Now you said nose hair trimmers, bro. bro. Do you know how long your nose has to be for you? Long nose hairs have well, to be. Well, you don't get nose hair trimmer. Bro, have one of those. What the hell, bro? Nah, you might got to have one of those. Bro, my nose, my nose head. Don't grow. I oh, swear that. Don't worry, it's coming, isn't it? And when it comes here, yeah, you're going to look back on this. But you know what? You're you know going to be crying. Right? Even though you ain't got your beard today, I know your beard grows thick. Gr- yeah, yeah, so yeah, does yeah, yours. Heavy, like, heavy, you two's beard is heavy. My thing is all right. It's a bit... No, but your, your thing's right. connecting, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Connecting, it's connecting still. Yeah. Don't do that. That sounded so... <laughs> don't do that. Don't so do that. You see that? You see that? <laughs> no, it's no, 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 it's connecting, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. If he had patted no, you on the back, that would have been over. No, man, no, if he patted podcast. you on the back and said, no, your thing's connecting, bro. It's done. I'm bearded. I'm bearded. You know when the Wi-Fi's connecting? When the Wi-Fi's connecting, then three bars are glowing, innit? But not going solid yet. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm playing, bro. I'm nah, playing. No, I'm playing. That's no, his connected still. It's connected. It's connected. Shout out to Mel's T-Mobile, boy. Yo, sorry. You're, no, so no, you're, you're feeling good. like a man, bro. You're feeling like a man. Yeah, and 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 this isn't. This isn't. I'm not saying that to boost myself up. It's just like little <laughs> things I'm noticing that I've really just. I've grown. Mm. Like there's stuff that I don't give a shit about that I used to give a shit mm, about. Amen. Mm. Um, like now, what? like what? I'm. Uh, like what? Give us like one or two. Before I would say that I used to be more concerned about things 
that are happening. Like, I always wanted to know what was happening. Mm. Like, what parties going on? Mm. What events are happening? That one. Don't care. Yeah. Um, now, now, the only reason I care is because if people are in town yeah, yeah. or friends are looking for things to do, then I can suggest, yo, like, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I don't really care about events that are happening as much. Um, and then I think... So, I used to work for Nike. Yeah. You know, that's why I met Kieran back yeah. in the day. And um, I would oh, get bare shoes. Now I don't I don't really care, care about... It. Nah, I don't care about getting the latest Jordans nah. or all of this stuff. And I think the reason why is because when you work on the other side and you see how demand is created for all of these products yeah. and the marketing that goes behind it and all of this, you kind of yeah. lose... I don't want to say you lose like the purity of what those things are, but when you're on the other side, you're so emotionally connected to these products. Mm-hmm. And then when you're on the side that's creating, trying to create this emotional connection for consumers, you're just like, oh, this is all intentional. This is all intentional. So I think I've grown up in a little bit where it's just like, I'm just, um, there's, there, there are things that I care about, but those are, those are little things. Like for example, over Christmas, I don't care about presents. Like my parents have asked me, what do you want? I said, I don't want anything. For me now, it's like, how can I, in my daily movements, how can I, be an example to my younger siblings, mm. to the people around me, mm. um, and how can I continue to elevate myself? Like, I don't know what's what's. I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but I know no, I don't know what switched in my head recently. But now I'm just like, I just want to. I've, I've almost gone back to my sports mindset. Right. I used I used to kick ball, semi pro. Okay. Definitely not on uh, my man's levels over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've just gone. I've just gone to this like elite mindset mm. where. All I want to do is be in environments where I can learn and elevate. Simple. Whether that's like the podcast I'm listening to, the people that I'm surrounding myself with, I want to be able to look, I always want to be able to look up to people and learn from people. And so recently I've just had this flip where I'm like, it's just go time, man. The next couple of years, I just want to elevate the fuck out of myself. Yeah, And um, I guess that's what's been making me smile. And that's when I talk about growth, like I've just flipped my priorities and if things sit outside of those priorities and where I'm trying to go, it doesn't really matter. I'm not. Mm. Go, I'm not going to be really uh, bothered by it. Yeah. See, I love that, man. That's I feel real. like. Um, That's real. I feel like, uh, like the three of us around this table are in a similar space. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when when you're talking to me, I'm just like relaying a conversation that myself and Dami had, and it's like, yeah, the the whole thing about having an athlete's mindset to mm. life. Mm. Do you know I mean? It's putting yourself in situations or putting yourself. In, in, a, in a mindset that you're like, okay, I ha- I'm my biggest competition. Yeah. And I am my biggest, like, like, driver of what I need to get out of this life. So I love the fact that, like, you've used this year or even that you're in a place now to be like, okay, cool, it's me against me. And Simple. the only person that's really actually going to get me to is, is myself. And do, do you know what's funny? I feel like over the... Since I stopped playing football, I lost, like, a... I would say I lost my competitive edge. I hear it. Because I'm just like... Alright, cool. Okay, you won this mm. game. Well done. Okay, whatever. But then, as you know, Kieran, just mm. for your information, Dami, I work yeah. with a lot of athletes. Like, I'm not going to name drop. Of but I work with a lot of athletes. Yeah. And, like, just being around them, you see how competitive they are about small things that Everything, don't even matter. Everything. And, like, there is a part of it Everything. where it's not necessarily... It, it can get to an un- unhealthy spot. But there are also elements of it where it's like, yeah, I hear that. Like, yeah, you should be... You should mm. want to be the best at what 100%. you do. So... Mm. 
I think just having that that refresher that I was playing paddle with a couple of people <laughs> the other yeah, day. Shouts out to paddle, bro. Padel, yeah. Padel. 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 Yeah, that's the Spanish game, right? Yeah. Is it yeah, Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, okay. How's it played? Because I'm good at tennis, innit? I'm good at oh, any game that requires like a racket, right? Table, Me, actual tennis. Padel's like, sick, bro. Padel, yeah. I've seen it around, but I've never played it. Explain hard. the game. Yeah. yeah. How's it work? It's basically tennis met squash on a night out. Okay. On a night out, and they haven't looked back <laughs> after since. a couple of tequilas. Yeah, <laughs> haven't looked back since then. yeah. So it's a, uh, it's, it's 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 kind of like a more dynamic version of tennis. Hmm. You can use the you can use the back the backboard. So like, if I was to hit it over the net, right. and it bounces, if it bounces and it hits the backboard, you can still like volley it over onto uh, my side. So it's just it, mad extreme, like very continuous. Like it's continuous. Yeah, like the rallies are crazy. How do you like win a point so it bounces twice? Yeah. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool, or cool, if cool. the other if the other team hits it and it just hits the backboard straight. Okay. As that's almost like out of bounds, you could say. Uh okay, you you yeah. hit it too too far. Too okay, far. Nice. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Nice. Um and like the so when we were playing, it was the first time that a couple of these people were playing and they were just taking it so serious. Like they were going all in. And I'm like this is just a bit of fun. It's just a <laughs> nah, bit of bro. fun. We played to win. Yeah, but but my mindset, yeah, as you know, Kieran, yeah. and Dami, like I'm always I'm always seeing like the lighter side of life and just right. fucking around and making jokes. But then there is also like you can you can develop an edge by being competitive to stuff. Yeah, so that yeah. I mean that's that's kind of like just where my thoughts are and my head is kind of going mm, into the new year. Mm. So like, I should demand a little bit more of myself in certain elements, bro. even if I think those moments don't necessarily matter or aren't important. Mm. So I just want to try and get my my head in that sort of space. Yeah, man. Um, and that's what's been bringing me joy. Yeah. And that's what's been making me smile. Wicked, man. Um, over this year. So what about you, Kay? Boy, over this year, do you know what? It's been really interesting for me is that, like, this was my first year in my yard. So, like, I, like this time last year, I bought a place. That's a home now, flat. Bro. Yeah, and I spent the last 12 months, like putting it together, making sure that it was in a comfortable space for myself. And it wasn't an easy process. Like, obviously, you go through the rigmarole of, like, what do I buy? Like, the first time you're in your, your house and you've bought it, you think the hard work's done, but you're just in a shell, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I tell people whenever they're trying to buy places and stuff, you have to sit in it and it has to speak to you. And then you, ha- then you start to buy little pieces here and there, all your big pieces and your little pieces here and there. But I always wanted my place to feel like me. Like, I always wanted it to be like, oh, this is mine. I understand why I've got this and I've got that. So it took me a little while to, like, come over that, like, process and go through it and be like, okay, I need a sofa. I need a... What type of table do I want? Do I want a round one? Do I want a rectangle one? Do I want benches, chairs? What type of cutlery? Like, every minor detail that you have. like Yeah, proper, like, growing. Like, like this year was about... Nose trim and loading. Like bed sheets, pillows, cushions, <laughs> rugs, tea, like all of the stuff that like you would never think of because it's always been provided for you. And then also thinking about your diet, like what are you eating, what you like, what what are you drinking, what are you putting yeah, into your body, all of this stuff. Really need to and double uh, down on next bruv, year, Honestly, man. Bro, bro, the sucks. organization that we were lucky to receive, whether Trust in me. retrospect we look at it as 
beneficial mm, or in mm. negative in places, you have to respect it. Because oh, the organisation of a life, yeah, Fam. is hard. And when Fam. I realised, because when I moved back to the house after it got renovated mm. and everything had to get re-bought, mm. rearranged, repacked, replaced, all of that, right? That's when I realised how hard it must have been to be a parent. And in that process, I came respect. to realise how much more respect I yes. had yes. for my parents. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that process there, bare hard, bro. Bruv, like, I, was, I was literally chatting to my mum, like, the other day, and I, I, I halfway through my sentence, I was just like, yo, mum, you're a G, you know? Like, the th- I never wanted for anything when I was younger, mm. but everything was always patterned. Mm. It's not like we had everything, like everything we ever wanted, but we we never wanted anything, and she always made sure shit things was there. So I spent a lot of this year like coming to terms with like building a home, but yeah. also getting closer to myself because okay. it was a time where I was alone for the first time, innit? Right. So barring COVID, when I had the time when I was in Amsterdam, like. Um, coming back to London again was a whole different like thing for me imagine. as well. But coming home and living with myself, finding out my habits, understanding myself, and being like, okay, this is something that you do which is quite negative. Yeah, you should probably you want to change that and be more positive or like make the effort or make the the necessary moves for in order for you to be a better person and a better man. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I spent a lot of the time trying to like. Number one pattern this year, like pattern my house around mm. this year. Also, like pattern myself, mm. and also like take a good hard look at like the things I'm doing and what I'm attracting to my life and what I'm like dispelling out into the world. So, moving forward, and it's made it's made me smile because amongst all of it, I'm like, rah, I've done a lot, and sometimes I give myself a hard time about like where I am and right. like, what I'm trying to do. But I think we all do, though. I, yeah, Facts. but I sat back and I looked at this year and I said, bro, you've done a hell of a lot of things yeah. that you should be proud of. And I think just from, like... I, we were talking the other day, like, we went to African Cup of Nations this year. Oh, yeah. But to me, it feels like it was, like, two, three years ago. Do you know what I'm cold, though. It was amazing, bro. Yeah. It was amazing. Okay. Like, I'll never forget. I've, done, never. I've done some work with, like, some of my favourite brands off the back of, like, work that I have done personally and it's, I'm just growing as an individual as yeah. a professional as a man and all of this stuff so uh, to, to Yas' point this year has about, been about growth and that's literally what's been making me smile and I think I just want to continue to elevate as you said bro like next year and we've been speaking as well Dami like I'm ready fam simple you know what I mean I, like I'm I'm so ready to just mode. take and receive mm. everything that I know that I'm I'm here for and mm. so I'm locking in. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to go. I'm ready to go, and and yeah, like that's that's where I am with it. But I want to switch away from me, turn my focus to Dami. <laughs> and do you know what? Obviously, we've been chatting for a little minute. Yeah. But really, how long have you guys known each other now? Do you know what's so funny? In a minute, you know. Yeah. Like well, I don't know how long a minute actually. So all right, I'll tell. I'll that's tell you. Yeah, like the first. <laughs> Trust me, bro. The first I thought, time. I thought, that makes no sense, but it sounds good. <laughs> The first time that I came across Dami was so you did a, a poem and oh, you posted it. Now it's making sense. Okay. Yeah, you posted it inside the corner shop, right? Oh, the corner. Yeah. Was it yes. called the corner? Yes, yes, right. yes. So I remember mm. seeing that and was like, 
it had like 2000 and South vibes in it. I was like, right, bro, right, right. this is wavy. I was like, this guy is on the same sort of like, like just like wavelength as me when it comes to like nostalgia. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like nost- it was it was so nostalgic. I was like, that this is sick. And I remember hitting him and be like, yo, this is dope. Da-da-da-da. And I realized that you were cool with Vince. That's it. And I think we'd met before, you know. Maybe, but maybe, maybe never like like converse properly. Yeah, you know what? Respectfully to South, yeah. You <laughs> lot, I knew this was gonna come. Yeah, up today, yeah, it's though. coming in. I knew it was coming. South in Londoners, <laughs> yeah. You lot love your aloofness. <laughs> you lot will be cool with someone, but you still be doing looking at them like that from the corner. Nah, you know what I mean, you lot bang. Nah, not us, man. Nah, 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 nah. nah, 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 nah. The same brush, <laughs> you, okay, you know what? Let me not stereotype. Let me not generalize. But South Londoners, wait, what the fuck is this? Why is my slack going off? Hey, bro. Bro, you're on the podcast. Turn that I off, know, fam. bro. Listen, I'm fucking this shit off, bro. This fine. He's a fine. He's on a fine. This one. Anyway, so, South Londoners mm-hmm. love being aloof, right? Yeah. They are very much like, if we know you, we're cool. If we don't, then like, you know, we're going to wait to see something from nah, you that makes us think you're disagree. cool with us. I think that's if Londoners. That. I think that's Londoners. Maybe. But South Londoners have that syndrome to the max. It's, I believe. So, I... I, I hear where it's coming from because right. because it's like c- coming up in the era that we came up in, South London was booming, innit? It still is, but it had more of this. I feel like there was more of like a, uh, I don't know, a je ne sais quoi about South. Hmm. Like there was all of the like, probably the big hitters in music were coming from South at the time. But you know what? Like we also came up in a time where like there wasn't that much social media and you probably only knew about your area, innit? So South was contained to South, North mm. was contained to North, West and East were contained to themselves as well. That, that's true, but when... So this um, aloofness you're describing, does it feel more like bougie or more like... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Man don't know you. So it's not a Wagwan thing. Yeah, I think it's more like... A mix, you know. I would say it's like, there is a general aloofness, I think. But also there's that like, okay, who are you? What are you on? Mm. What sides are you from? Mm-hmm. Are you one of us? Are you one of them? Yeah. So I think a lot of those questions go through the mind of a South Londoner more than I would say anyone else from North, West, East. It's, it's a bit different. Thing, I think it too, I it might say be a London, London thing, thing, but I feel like South London has banged that the most. Do you know why I say Do you know why I say I agree with you, Afia? It's like once you move away from the ends and you go somewhere else, mm. you start to realise that like you, you have that in you. Like You'll be like, oh, like, who's my man? Da, 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 da. And then you realise that most people, like when we were in Amsterdam, the love that you get just mm. in general off the back of just like, yo, Wagwan, my brother, you know yeah. so-and-so. Yeah. Cool. Like and it's it's one and done basically, and simple. Yeah. And then 
you come back home and then you start to see like yourself but through other people you're like wow was man like that a little bit mm-hmm. and I think it is like just the the the, the, the it's basically just being from London I think I don't think it's a South thing particularly I do feel like it is just like but for me, being from though, the ends isn't it being from like East and Northwest right both mm. sides are very different to South London right yeah. East London is a yeah, lot there's nuances more, yeah, uh, exactly even and language think, <laughs> the language nuances but the vibe nuances as yeah. well like in Northwest people are just chill in it people mm. are cool in Northwest in mm. East people are hype but they're also quite chill whereas in South People are hype and hype. No. Uh, South man. Londoners love it. <laughs> South Londoners love it. Don't deny it, lads. Maybe, South Londoners love it. Maybe South Londoners over index on some of the things you're saying. But I think that is. <laughs> I think that's a reflection. <laughs> I think that's a reflection of the environment. He's like a politician, South London. Trust. South London is very. Like, bro, when I was growing up, mm. wild. Wild, the wild south. west, wild wild, wild south, south even, wild yeah. wild south, mm-hmm. and maybe there's a lot of that that's still ingrained in people's Actually. responses, their attitude, etc. But I do have to say, mm. Londoners in general were very cold people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're yeah, cold. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's a bit of an oxymoron because we're cold, but we're also super welcoming. At the yeah, same time. that's mm. it. But we got to know you first. We got to know what yeah. you're saying. We got to see that. Okay, cool. You're one of us. Let's be cool with you now. Yeah. Whereas if we don't see those like signifiers, yeah. then it's gonna be iceboxes. But it's only once that one of us thing is established that mm. it's love, and mm. I think that's where the problem lies. Because when we were in Amsterdam, mm. regardless of who you know, what you do, people just showing you love from the jump. Yeah, facts. Facts. and I think that. It's funny, like, especially men, we're weird. Very, bro. We're very weird. Like, very weird. I had an example recently where I met someone at an event, someone that I used to work with, we were just chopping up quickly, and then she's a girl, and then a guy came over that she knows. Like, no no relation to him, just a mm. friend of hers. And I was just standing there. The guy didn't acknowledge me once. Well, right. And it's just like... That's mad. And yeah, it's just weird. like... That's but, but that's a very London guy thing to do. Like, it's yeah, complete yeah, competition. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. know my man. But you see, I'm that's gonna... crazy, though. That does happen regularly, though. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, who are we beefing? Like, let's... <laughs> yeah. For me, that comes across <laughs> as insecure, personally. Because <laughs> it's like... Same. You're out here. Somebody's coming to say hello to this girl that you're with, right? They may not be linking. They may just be friends, like, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. But in your head, you're thinking, right, threat. My first response is like, "Raw, walk, walk." Do you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you? Like, what's good, bro? Like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, cool, man. What's what's, what's new? I think a lot of us we struggle, and I'm not talking about us in the room, but in general, Londoners, especially men, we struggle to break the ice. We don't have the the confidence Mm. to necessarily break the ice and say hello. And I think it comes from this whole this whole thing of like, I'm not a beg. I don't yeah, want to. I don't know a, my man, so I'm not gonna. The breading thing is it's, real, still. Because people real, think right. if you're saying hi to someone you don't know, if you're like making an introduction, or if you're like just networking, it's right? Weird, you think yeah. you're breading them now. Yeah, and it's like, true. oh, like you're begging for them and that. That needs to change. So because toxic. if you go to America, right? Mm. If you go to Opposite. LA, That's right? Or you're in the States, or even if you're in Dam, everyone's open for a chat because everyone knows that chat could be an opportunity, right? Mm. Bottom line, like, they're looking at it from a really, like, cynical point It's open-minded, man. But it's still more open-minded than that here where we're not going to say anything out of pride, you know what mm. I mean? We're just going to mm. just affirm mm. it mm. and just not be getting anything out of life because, you know, that's what the ends wants now. What's that? Yeah. It's young. I think people need to just fix up and be like, listen, if you're trying to get somewhere, recognise you're going to have to do things outside of your comfort zone. Literally. Even as simple as having a chat or opening up the floor with somebody else you yeah, know what I mean yeah. 
Bare simple. It's true, and that literally that's kind of how this this relationship with Dami kind of like transpired because it's like good point. Do you know what I mean? It was like, Ra, do you know what? Let me reach out to my man. Good then point. I found out we had mutual friends. I was like, Ra, Vince, you got a virgin that is on the same things as us. Mm. Now, to 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 Vince, like I'll say, brother, you could have done better because you knew <laughs> you knew you knew my, me and Dami were on like sim- similar things. You could have made that connection brother, a little bit easier earlier. But he did try to he be fair, like because I did, did remember did. like we were on Clubhouse mm, one time yeah. and we linked up. That time we had a, co- a good conversation okay. on there, and then I feel like I've just kind of just been watching and appreciating from afar in it, and just being like, raw like. You know what? Like every time I see Dami, I was like, "Yo, bro, we need to link. We need Facts. to link. We need to link." And we never really got it in the in in a diary. But I think the last time we saw each other, it's like, "No, bro, like seriously, let's actually let's link. actually link. I mean, let's and, not do this London thing." Yeah. I see you, bro. I see you, yeah. bro. <laughs> Chatting bear, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but never actually getting anything concrete Proper. because that's how you actually get to learn. Mm. Do you know what I mean? All mm. of that, like. You can watch and appreciate from a distance, and we all do that. And yeah. it's not from a place of like, yo, I'm preying because I'm this or that. You're preying because it's like, yo, you're sick, you're doing your thing, I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But actually taking the step to say, yo, you know what, F it, let's just link up and have a chat Trust. makes all the difference. Because our conversation the other day, yeah. one of the best I've had this year, Factual. bro, in terms Factual. of like solid conversation about things, like, yeah. you know, being men, being yeah. black men, mm. you know, untangling our past as yeah. black men yeah. and yeah. what we're going to do when we go forward as fathers, etc. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah. Yeah. in our careers yeah. and the things we want to do in this world, etc., etc. All of those things can only happen when you're actually engaging in person. Yeah. You can't yeah. do it. You can't have that kind of chat on digital. It don't, mm. it don't have the same layers. So yeah. I'm glad we managed to do that still. And to all the listeners... Do it, man. Go yeah, and chat man. to people. For real, I mean, like, yeah. Get out of your comfort zone and chat to people. Facts, bro. Facts. So, yeah, like, we, we linked up. We had a, a dope conversation, an open, real, honest, vulnerable conversation. Where did you guys link? <laughs> <laughs> your place. Boy, Where's you know. So, husband. No, I'm no longer a member. Oh, you, I you locked it no off? Huh? Wow. So, what? Free became one. You, 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 <laughs> you like <laughs> the members, though, boy. Man's doing up Spice Girls and that. Why not? Um... I'll get on to that, you know. We spoke so I'll get on age. to that too. I know, I know, I know. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We spoke about age. Okay. And um, <laughs> it just wasn't making sense. When you turn 30, Boy. you're a house member, life comes to you real quick. You have to be making certain amounts of... Real cheddar. I can't lie, the prices the, are getting... The mouse trap know, got me. They're man, getting man, crazy. Yeah. If you're joining now and yeah. you're over that age... Yeah, it's wild. It's yeah. I mean, you're forcing it slightly. Make slightly. sure you're living there. Make sure you're living there. And that's, you how are you going to get your value otherwise? You I wasn't. I was allowed. Go there once a month. My girl's a member, so I'm mm. just like. Well, she's in hers, isn't it? Yeah, and and also I feel like I don't know how you guys think about this, but my family mm. are not in the same like middle class environment that we tend to operate or be in. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was. When I was seeing all this money come out of my account every month, I'm like, I could just fling this to my parents or yeah. I could mm. just give this to help what one of my younger sisters is trying to do, for example. Yeah. So I just like, I could do it, but it's a luxury at yeah, this point. Yeah. So let me just make better use of this money to yeah. help people around me. 100%. I'll probably, you'll probably catch me in there soon. Like, <laughs> you'll, catch, you'll catch me in there real soon. He's talking like he ain't going there after this recording, bro. He's lining it up. Oh, He's already bro. going there after this recording. But, um, we know. Yeah, but like, we linked up and I was like, yo, man, let's get you on the pod. So like, 
Dami, like, yeah, tell us, tell us, like, who you are, bro. Like, what, what, what you do. Yeah. Where, you, like, we obviously established that you're from North London, but we'd love to get like a little insight to like your come up and just like what what you're you're, you're planning to do now and in the future. So, yeah, man, talk to us, bro. Boy, I mean, obviously, I know we've got a set amount of time, but I could be here all day talking about <laughs> that because we all know how crazy the come up actually is really? everybody's come up mad do you mm-hmm. know what I mean and there's so many trials and tribulations to that journey of trying to get to that place that you want to be at where the purpose matches up with the things that make you happy in it because mm. sometimes your purpose ain't always going to make you happy it's just a thing that you know you have to do because it's kind of what makes you want to do it it's, it's why you get up and get going every day because yeah. you so have you a mission you don't think your purpose can make you happy no I do think it can but not every day chasing that purpose will make you happy bro mm. like some parts of it will be hard do you know what I mean the beginning stages will be hard but when it starts making sense that's when you start feeling the happiness like I okay. did this year mm. the last three four years I started feeling raw like I'm seeing the returns of chasing this purpose now I'm feeling like raw like even more confident to keep going at it Mm. Prior, when you're, when you keep getting L's, when you keep getting no's and no's and no's and no's, and things just don't work out, it's like fuck, like, yo, like, when's this shit gonna yield? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then when it does, you get that one first victory, and you're like, fuck, like, wow, this feels amazing. And then you just want more of those. Mm. And when you get to that place, it's like you're supercharged. A lot of people give up early because it's like they're not feeling the happiness yet mm-hmm. they're just feeling the difficulty but really and truly when you get to a certain point you realise that the difficulties actually lay up the happiness that will come from it mm-hmm. you know what I mean you have to go through the tribulations to get to the good parts so for me you know it's been topsy-turvy up and down I come from a very traditional background in regards to the family we've got a doctor I've got a lawyer and there was you know a will for me to be an engineer you know what Nigerians are like right they saw me putting things together as a kid they saw me you know you know banging out science I was always very good at sciences and stuff but bottom line I wanted to make things do you know what I mean and that's why used to look at things like Dexter's lab like oh, I'm trying to be like Dexter I'm trying to I'm trying to be an inventor you know what I mean I used to look at Jimmy Neutron I'm like yo I'm trying to be like Jimmy man I'm trying to be like Jimmy man like, I'm trying to build like robot dogs and shit but in that's their so mind heavy. bro they thought yo this kid here he's got to be the engineer because that's mm. where the skill sets make sense that's where the parallels are and then for me like I got older and I love film and I love books and I love comics and I love games and I love like just doing things and making new things out of established things. So for me, I never really wanted to chase a path that was preordained. I wanted to chase my own thing. Throughout my family, everybody's quite similar. Like I say, lots of professionals, doctors, lawyers, you know, architects, all of that, all high achieving people, but mm-hmm. very much in boxes. Um, and I saw that I had an opportunity to break that mould. Even if I could have been in a box as well, it would never have made me happy. Mm. So I chased the purpose, right? Mm. That journey of being the first person to really break the mould and go down your own path in a family is hard because a lot of what you do will be met with derision, bro. It was like, a lot of the time, everyone was wondering, what are you doing? Like, we know you like to do these things, but these things aren't ever going to coalesce into a profession or a career no, this guy cannot stop. yo like how is <laughs> but in their mind you've got we're to remember we're going to have a word count soon come in it we're going to ding 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 
they were wondering how are you going to make this you're writing stories you're drawing pictures you're you know recording films you're taking you're buying cameras how are you going to turn this into a career I remember when mm. I went to LA with my cousins and my uncle and my auntie and I was like yo my mum gave me like some extra spending money because I was working at that time at McDonald's to you know get my money up so I can buy yeah, some flash yeah. shit and get some honeys yeah. out in the states right <laughs> so we'll get onto that later but <laughs> She, yeah, trust me, trust me. <laughs> she was like, "Listen, here's an extra like five hundred dollars. Buy something of you know, you know, something that you're gonna want." And that was the the year the iPad came out. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna buy a camera because I want to make films." And then she's like, "I think you should buy an iPad." I was like, "No, nah, I think I'm gonna buy a camera." I was like, what are you gonna do with a camera? I was like, you know, take pictures. You know, record things. But you know the iPad, you can write things there, you can use the calculator, except, oh, the calculator, yeah, because, you know, I don't have enough of those already, right? Okay, fine. So, it then like became... Like, features available on the iPad. Bare different... Trying to sell someone the calculator. You know what I'm saying, bro? There's bare, bare the different things there. Like, right, okay, cool. So, anyway, that there became the sign or, like, the metaphor for, like, me chasing my passion mm. and my family, despite being... Modern, I mean, recognizing that hey, iPads a good thing for students to have. Still trying was, to steer you. Do you see what I'm saying? Still yeah. wanted to box me into a thing, and I was just like, nah, fuck that. So I got my camera, came back home. Now that whole thing becomes a thing. Now it's all a problem. It's all a chaos. But that was when I started saying, you know what, ban this. And I was always like this anyway. I was always on a renegade thing, mm. right? Mm. So when I get onto the name of House Captain, we'll discuss how. Yeah, but yeah. let me give you an example. I was selling shit in primary school, secondary school, primary school. I set up a fake kung fu academy, bro. A fake kung fu school. What? Right? I set up a fake kung fu what school. You watching Hong Kong Fu? Listen, of course, of course, bro. Hong Kong Fu was the coldest. <laughs> when I told you, man, Jimmy Neutron and Dexter inspired me. They really did. So we got a computer, right? You know the so big boxes. Trust me, bro. Hong Kong Fu is like this old school. Was he in a dog? Hanna Barbara, a... isn't it? The, yeah. the Scooby Doo studio. Yeah, 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 was yeah, a dog. yeah. Jetsons in that. That used to do kung fu. Yeah. yeah. But his name was he used Hong to drive Kong some Fui. like dragon car as well, and he swear he had some sidekick that was like Top Cat or something. We know from Kong the same Fui. family, innit? Top Cat was his own show. Oh yeah, yeah. I swear they used to have yeah, crossover. Yeah, yeah. Top Cat was that guy. He was, he was. <laughs> Top Cat was the guy. Bro. But the most like craziest was uh, Wacky Races. Hey, uh, that thing. That's wacky mad. Races was wild. And Muttley. Yeah. And Penelope. Hey, Penelope Pitstop. <laughs> yeah. Muttley was a madman. You know? That <laughs> yeah. laugh was evil. Still, right. he was a bad man, bro. Idea. He was just waiting for everyone to crash and get mad. <laughs> and he was there laughing. Muttley was funny, you know. <laughs> YouTube Wacky Races. People. Oh, but but um, yeah, so. Listen, I've always been on non-conformist directions. I've always wanted to do my own thing and that's been evident in me since I was a kid. So mm -hmm. when I did graduate, I was going to do a master's at King's, but somewhere out of like the thin air, the ether, this idea came into my head that I'd never considered in my life. Because by that point, I'd never... I didn't actually know what creativity really How was. How old were you at this point then? I was 21, bro. Okay, okay And okay. I still wasn't like aware that the skill set I had or exhibited primarily was were creative skill sets. I just thought, okay, mm. cool, like, I write. Okay, cool, like, I'm, you know, I like philosophy and, like, strategy and that. Do you know what I'm saying? But I never really thought raw, like, okay, just, these are creative things, just things I liked. And that's a mm. testament to mm. my family who enabled this stuff. Mm. Even without understanding it, they knew I liked it, so they allowed me so, to yeah. kind of 
enjoy and be in my own world. Mm. So when that moment came and I was deciding on a Masters, out of nowhere, the idea of Central St. Martins came into my head. Okay. Never considered CSM, ever. Mm. Ever in my life. That's well, how I was. When did you hear about CSM? Bruv, it was... My brother, he's an actor. Yeah. Right? And he was going to go to CSM for his okay. foundation year, but ended up going elsewhere. Mm. And it was only from that one interaction when he was telling me, like, yo, it's like the sick art school, blah, blah, blah. So I did my research. I was like, okay, whoa, like, amazing art school. Okay, fine. That was, like, 10 years prior. So, master's time's coming up and decision day is coming up. And out of nowhere, CSM drops in my head when King's was the direction. It's Again, it's the iPad versus the camera, mm, right? Mm. But the camera took hold but I didn't even realise where it was coming from I just saw in my brain like apply for Central St. Martin so I looked at some master's courses the culture and enterprise division they had a degree called design studies and applied got in I went for it and the rest really is history because mm. it was at that point and in that environment that everything started making sense Okay, okay where before okay. there was a lot of like Loose ends, like yeah. we said at the start of the pod. But when I got to St. Martin's, everything just converged and bang. It's, it's really interesting that you say that everything kind of made sense in, a, in an environment that is made for, I guess, artistic and creative mm. expression. Because I think as youngsters in the cultures and the family homes that we're, we're from, like creative expression is actually so normal. It's almost taken for granted. It's frivolous exactly. almost. It's, do you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. But... And, and and I think what our parents try to instill in us, even though they will always manufacture and help us grow in those bla- those spaces, Facts. they will always try and instill in us the thing that we we don't get naturally. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yes, you should. You want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or all of these things that they want to because they know that it yields like success mm. from a security perspective. Like they're looking at like your art and stuff like that. Potentially, when we were younger, to be like. Where, where's this going? Exactly what you were getting. It's exactly. like, where, where, what can you do from this? Yeah. So you're just doing things that interest you, but you don't necessarily know, like, what's the thing that it could be? Exactly. Yeah. So you go, you go to CSM now and you're like, oh, like, the little drawings that I was doing here, Bruh. the pictures I was taking there, the thoughts that I had that I didn't really know how everything connected. Mm. Now you're starting to see the through line, isn't it? Facts. So now, as you say, the thing, then everything's history. Like, what, what did... CSM give to you that then moves you forward in your life and career? I would say, first and foremost, a prestige that everybody could understand Mm. within my own family unit. So they recognised, okay, cool, he's not going to King's or UCL for this Masters, but he is going to a place that in its own right stands just as highly Mm. in its own field, in its own lanes. When they recognised that there was a high level of prestige attached to it, a lot of their own fears or, you know, thoughts were settled because they were like, right, okay, cool. Even though he's not doing our things or Mm. our lanes, he's doing something at a high level in his own way. Mm. So that got a lot of crap off my back. Not that it changed anything because I was still going to do what I was going to do anyway, but it just made a lot of people quiet, which was good because people have been talking too much mm. uh, to shut them down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> On God, like, people I love be, the way you said Yo, people be talking way too much, bro. I mean, you talking, you, you cool over there? <laughs> Y'all talking loud, so... Talking <laughs> <too much. laughs> 
You know when you go to the family reunions or like family yeah, you, gatherings, you're talking crazy, and man. you just look at one uncle or auntie that chats so much shit, you're like, <laughs> what are you on, bruv? Like, like, and you're like, oh. you know, like, uncle, just, just pack it in, like, leave it, pack it in, pack it in oh, man. So God. that's what it did for me. It, it quieted down a lot of things, and it then it enabled me to just zero in. Mm-hmm. And from there, I wasn't because CSM is known for fashion and and like design and that but our unit was a lot more you know the degree was kind of focused on design and comms design and branding and advertising okay, design okay, we okay. had a load of different people from different backgrounds there uh, product architecture um, all sorts of things so for me it was just a huge education in a lot of the things I was interested in it was quite a free form it reminded me a lot of primary school actually in okay. the way where the emphasis was actually just on play and experimentation. So you test something, see if it works. What do you learn from that test? You go again, you iterate, you keep going. You test, you iterate, you fail, you test, you iterate, you fail, you might succeed. Okay, what do you learn from that? Do it again. Go, go, go. So it gave me a real strong process on how to build an idea, mm-hmm. how to test an idea's strength, how to recognize value in an idea, mm-hmm. and also how to market an idea. Okay. So really, that degree, I was 24 at the time, I think, Sorry, 23, yeah. I was probably a bit ahead of myself because it kind of set people up to be entrepreneurs where now, like a good eight years later, I'm now taking real heed of those lessons, even though they've been important throughout, but they've come into their own in the last kind of two years where I'm setting up this new journey. So my work in advertising... um, a lot of, I've got to, again, like big up CSM for that because, like I said, the building of an idea, the creation of a concept, testing and stress testing a concept and then recognizing its value, all of that is in my work in advertising as well. We're mm-hmm. in the business of generating ideas all day. So, how do you come up with things that have salience in a market, right? CSM gave me all of the foundations for that. What it didn't give me, and this is something I talk about with all my brothers that went CSM as well, because it's a good network of you know young black men who studied at CSM. What it doesn't give you is the practical lessons you need to actually implement these things you've learned there. So you get into the world and you're like, okay, cool, I've got all this knowledge now. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I going to do with this shit? You know what I mean? Like I've got all these like, I can not to untangle abstract thought and create abstract thought, but... Who the hell is going to hire me to do this? You know what I mean? I've done it in a safe space. Now how do I do it in an unsafe space, a business where there's overheads and there's money on the line and there's actual targets to hit? That was the second half of the education that probably was the more important bit. I had to enter the world of work with no manual on anything, right? If you're a doctor, a lawyer, you're an engineer, in my family, there's a load of people you can go and ask questions and figure out support through. For me, I had to get in there and scrap at the bottom level and just work my way up. My first job was at a charity um, and it was just a real general marketing role. And that moment was so eye-opening for me. I never realized, I didn't realize what it meant to be black fully until I entered the workplace mm. at the age of 24. Okay. I hadn't realised what it meant, really, to be a black man in this world until I entered the workplace. Um, The job was, you know, five, six people, but these five, six people is a very casual charity 
some of the poshest I've ever met. These people lived in Dulwich, all of them gone to Dulwich College, this, that, and the other. Nice people. Yeah, Big up Dulwich, you I know, Dulwich Hamlet and that, you know, good team and that. <laughs> but it was an education for me, do you know what I mean? And, you know, this game, creativity, when you're trying to build a creative career, mm-hmm. there's no guidebook, there's no handbook. Best thing that you can do is get as much relevant experience as possible. And those divergent experiences, I call them now, when I was working at charities, when I was working at insurance companies, when I was working at really like low level tech startups, those gritty, mucky, foundational learning experiences mm. are the mm. ones that have enabled this level of growth that mm. started to hit in the last couple it's of years. It's interesting you say that, you know, because. Um I mean, I don't, I don't work in advertising, <clears throat> but I've never, probably similar to you as well, Kieran, like you haven't, you haven't had to <clears throat> apply your craft at one of those, like certain type of company that, that Dami's talking about there. Mm, 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 mm. So it's like, I wonder what those experiences have taught you. Mm. So even for me, like I've I've been really blessed. I've only worked for two companies in my life. Okay. So I wouldn't know what it's like to struggle mm. or like. Well, I, of course I know what it's like to struggle. Cause I had to bust my ass to get to where I'm at. But I wouldn't know what it's like to try and market a charity or mm. try and market mm. an insurance product. Yeah. Mm. You know, like it's. Uh, I do think there is some there is something interesting within that that knowledge that you gathered there. Bro. You're so right. And, you know, to go back to your point about the athlete's mentality, like the endurance it takes to actually make it through the day in a job that is so dulling on your own brain and that you feel, you know, I've left that place. I've got two degrees. I've left, you know, both places with good degrees. I'm thinking, rah, like, what the hell am I doing out here? Mm, Do you know mm, what I'm saying? mm, So mm. I think I should be here winning straight away off the bat. But I'm here mucking. And I couldn't see the value of it. I was, you know, young, making a young 22, 30, like 22, 25K at the age of 24. Like, that's light work. That's what you're doing in it. You're making your way up. But in my head, yeah, I mean, you know, it was good. It was good. It was good cheese at at that time. But when you start renting somewhere, remember Medina, right? Yeah. When you start renting somewhere, Mm -hmm. it becomes a whole other thing. Of course. Right? So the lessons I took away from there were just, there were a lot more personal they're a lot more about me growing as a man mm. do you know what I mean like mm. I'm getting up I've got responsibilities I guess like I'm wearing work clothes and shit and <laughs> commuting to work and that and like I'm actually in the office now like and reading the metro on do you know the what I'm saying like, <laughs> it's, so, I, so, it's so reading funny the front page. You know? it's so funny I've got like this flashback of myself like and I'm of myself going to work in a suit and reading right. reading the newspaper, but also just thinking about what I was feeling at that time. And I think you try your best to be what you think, yeah, like the working man should be, mm. right? And you don't really have a concept of what you want to be, yeah, and until you go through those stages, right? So I I, I only True. use this experience because it's like I had ten days ten days working at like a sales a media sales place that oh, was yeah, like we bare far away. I think okay. it was like Wood or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, swear down. And I'd yeah. get up at like yeah, yeah. five thirty to get there for seven Oof. or whatever whatever yeah, it was. Man. And I, those ten days was like this is not for me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I need to figure this shit out and do something else. But it's it's, it's I think that's what you're talking about. Like, um, the endurance of going through loads of different. Uh, jobs and different roles 
And the experiences that it gives you is like, the experience it gives you is like, this is not what I want to be doing. No. And I, I love the word endurance because it came up in a conversation that we had a couple of weeks ago. And because Dami's also a runner, right? And he tells me ah. that like, the, the key to obviously running or life is endurance. And I'd love for you to just like talk about that for a second because it, is, it runs very parallel into like your life and your, your personal life, but mm. also in your professional life. Mm. Was that pun well. intended there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hats off, boy. That was strong. That was strong. Yo, like running, you know, the endurance. <laughs> endurance is key. Like, I realized recently that it's not about having patience, it's actually about having endurance because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. active patience. It's yeah. where you're still putting things together, that's it. That's it. but you're still working towards your thing. You're not sitting waiting for it to come. You're putting one, two feet together in front of the other to get to that thing daily. Daily, daily, mm-hmm. minutely. Mm-hmm. That's endurance. So you think patience is sitting back, being relaxed, passive. waiting for something? I think patience is passive. I think endurance is active patience. That's patience on a treadmill, but very slowly. Do you know what I mean? Patience shouldn't be sitting around. I don't think it's enough to be... I know how it's been for me to get where I got into, and it never happened through me sitting back and waiting, mm-hmm. even though that's the established logic. Oh, come, don't worry. Yeah, just, you know, it's going to come through. Yeah, sure, man. No, that's not how it works. And through running, I learned that progress is a matter of minute daily efforts coming together in every step. That's mm-hmm. a run. A mm-hmm. long run is hard, right? If I'm running 20K... Oh, yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? If I'm doing a 20K run now, the key points where I struggle the most are 0 to 3K and then 12 to 15K. Like, mm. those are my struggle points, the beginning and, like, roughly in the middle. Towards the end, it's fine. But those points, I, f- I find it hardest up here. Mm. But that's what endurance is about. You keep putting your feet together, even if your head's not in it, right? You know your body's still there. Your heart's still in it. So you keep putting your, your feet together, steps together, bang, bang, bang. And eventually, you're finished. Do you know what I mean? And you've achieved this thing that you want to achieve. But you could never have gotten there if you were just waiting around for it. If you weren't putting those steps together and taking them, no matter how slow. Mm. Respecting the process, but working with the process. Process ain't a thing you sit around and wait for. Process is an active thing. It's called a process for a reason. It requires movement. requires action. Action isn't always fast, mm. right? I do, I do think, though... Um, one of the potential downfalls mm. of having a sports mindset is that... So let's use endurance, right? Mm. Endurance is something that, if we're going to stick with a running example, you build. You consistently build that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you get better. You get more endurance. You have more capacity. And I feel like the potential dangerous spot of having an athlete's mindset to Fatigue. everyday tasks yeah. is that you... You're, conti- you're continually, continuously, sorry, chasing. Yes. And you're continuously trying to get better mm-hmm. to the point where at a certain stage, you get to October. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Good and point. It's, and it's like, Full circle, I like that. So it's good like, point. It's, a good it's point. like, what's the balance? Yeah. And I think, I think if we're, you know, we've been talking about adult in... Nose trimmers, houses, all of that jazz. I think the thing that you learn the most as an adult is how to balance and prioritise things. Mm. And I think 
one of the again potential downfalls of being a sportsman having that having that mindset is that you just don't really know when to take your foot off the off the gas. Mm-hmm. Boy, but you know what? That is a deeper one because I think that constant need to push and to progress and to a couple of years ago I realised it's not about proving I think I was doing it the wrong way around but I was trying to prove people wrong because I was met with opposition at many different stages home, school working environments met with like brick walls of like oh that's not going to happen that can't happen and I was like fuck this man of course it's going to happen mm-hmm. then I flipped it and I stopped trying to prove people wrong and I started trying to prove myself right and ever since I made that shift, everything started working because then the accountability is on myself. It's not the power is not with the person that's limiting me. I'm then in control of how far I can go, when I stop, if I stop. Do you know what I mean? That, so, so your motivation is proving yourself right. It has become that. But I'm gonna okay. to get to a wider point about why I constantly have that feel and need to push. And there is talking to my friend about this on the weekend actually, I think the people who achieve most have a level of a chip on their shoulder at some place, whatever that thing might be. How you feed that chip is what will determine where you go in this life. Whether you feed it with ego, whether you feed it with image, you know, whether you get above the line to use advertising terms, so you focus on the exterior of that chip or you go below the line and actually focus on getting to the source of pain and then looking to build on that, fix it, you know, heal yourself, right? The above the line way is how you end up burning out quicker. But when you realise the chip on your shoulder is a thing that's always going to be there, but if you feed it in the right ways, it can actually be a source of great opportunity and potential and achievement that's when things get positive. But the point I'm at now is recognising how to chill. Mm. Yeah? yeah? So yeah. I don't be hitting October mm. in mm. February. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm starting to realise. Right, there's a balance. And now, this winter, I've just prioritised chilling. Like, I'm going to chill with my girl, play PlayStation. I've had a PS5 for two years. I ain't turned it on more so than in the last two weeks because yeah, I'm, I'm here to play games, year, bro. bro. I'm getting PS5 next year. Get one, bro. Get one. I'm playing games this winter. (laughs) Soft life winter. Because I'm not trying to get to October in March. Yeah. And that's what can happen when you're constantly trying to feed Mm. and say a chip on the shoulder. Mm. But what I've realised is since having a flip where it's not become about above the line, the ego, Mm. like, yeah, I'm the guy, da-da-da-da-da. When I realised about proving me right, Mm. that process became a lot more calm. Mm. It became a lot more in my control. Yeah. And I think a lot of men living life with chips on their shoulder, yeah. they feed them in the wrong ways. Yeah. And I think when you look at school, right, teachers will see an angry kid. They'll just, you know, think he's an angry kid. They'll just throw them. Think, oh, that's it, another angry black boy or, you know, another pissed off black kid who's never going to do much. But if only you utilised the difficulty that the kid's expressing, Mm. you could see something great come from that kid. Mm. And I think a lot of people haven't kind of dealt with that process. A lot of men, a lot of people are just angry kids, but they haven't worked that out. Mm -hmm. And they're just going to remain angry kids that have grown into full-grown bodies. But I took the time to figure that out for myself. Running was a big part of that process. And now I'm able to... You know there's that, that album cover, Wretch's album cover. I Which think one? it's 
I don't remember which one it is, what's but it? he's got Should bare different versions of himself. Sorry, Getz's. Gets. What's it called? Conflict of um interest. of interest, right? Yeah. Where he's got the, the, so the three faces so at one time. Mm-hmm. He's got his young self, mm-hmm. his teenage self, mm-hmm. his adult self. Mm-hmm. When you actually feed the chip on the shoulder properly, that's the place you get to. Mm-hmm. Where you're able to call on each version of yourself at one time, but none of them's taking control of you because you figured it out. Mm. It's fluid. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I got to that place through running mm-hmm. and I kind of, the workplace enabled that change. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That growth. So I was going to, I was going to get onto that. So like the idea of you taking control mm. and of, of your life and your destiny, I, I'm figuring it, I'm, I'm guessing, sorry, it came within the time of working in advertising and obviously leading to house captain. Yeah. So like talk about that, that phase between like obviously doing these shitty jobs mm. Moving into advertising and then realizing eight years after going to CSM, you're like, nah, I, this is what I actually want to be doing. Mm. So, like, can we can we like talk about it and just see like where your head was at, what we, what it was like working in advertising, and um, ultimately what this what this uh, what why you chose to start House Captain, bro. Let me. So I'm doing a waffle, like, because, you know, I can be a waffle at times. No, man. Let me get to a very core point, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one agency I was interning at, and I was 25 at this point, and I grafted for this job application, put in a shift, and they loved me in the interview. I won't mention the agency's name, but they were loving my enough, blah, blah, blah. I thought I was going to get the job. Mm. A month later, this would be my first job in advertising, so I've left that insurance company now had my experiences, you know, marketing writer, create content writer, blah, 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 done all that stuff, ready to make the pivot. And my side projects, actually, things like the corner, are mm-hmm. really what enabled me to get so confident in my writing, yeah. by the way. Yeah, but this job, they didn't hit me up for a month. And I'm thinking, what's going on? So I contacted them and they are like, yo, we really loved you, blah, blah, blah. But we just had a, a candidate who we think is going to be able to come in and do the job off day one. So we've offered her the role, but we want to offer you a one-month internship <laughs> at the age of 25, yeah? I'm thinking, listen, I've got honeys I'm trying to take out. I've mean, got kicks I'm I trying to fucking buy. I need money. Like, I can't be out here making a grand off a fucking poultry month of experience. But you know what? I sat down for a weekend and in the same way yeah. that vision of CSM came into my head, God was saying, take this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Take it. Humble yourself. Circle yourself. I know you love that Jay-Z line, I look Sometimes in the mirror, my only opponent, right? Mm-hmm. But Sometimes really, to be humble very, bro. Trust me. Let me tell you, that month was integral because when I got in there, the girl who they hired as their main copywriter, amazing. I learned so much from working with wow. her. And it made me realise there were still gaps in my own knowledge. I was still doing up, yo, like, when I talk about above the line, mm. I was still doing up above the line ego. Mm. Yo, I'm the guy, like, what? I'm cold, what do you mean? What do you mean you're not hiring me for this shit? I'm cold, <laughs> right? And I got in there and I realised, oh, actually... There's you've levels. still got a there's levels mm-hmm. you still got a lot to learn mm-hmm. so I took heed of that and I learned and I took a lot away from that that but, experience bro sorry to cut you what I would say is mm. that if we're going to stick with the sport analogy mm. I do feel as like I do feel as though when you're when you know you've got talent mm. it's still important to remember that you have that like, yeah. it's good to know that I never forgot have, it bro of course it's good to know that you have areas where you can improve but at the same time, I think it's very, very important 
to know that you're still you still have this very raw talent. It's very. almost like Wayne Rooney coming hey. into the Everton squad when he's 16. <laughs> Knowing that he's sick, but he's still got areas on his game that he needs to improve, improve on. Yeah. LeBron coming into the league, he's sick, he's the truth, but he's still got... I think there's some people who don't necessarily have the confidence of knowing that they're the shit. And then mm. when they come into these environments and they see they've got stuff to learn, they think, oh, crap, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Well, you know what, though, bro? I always say I'm like Allen Iverson, right? <laughs> in terms of that dogged determination to prove that I am here. Do you know what I mean? AI played on the edge because he wanted to show he is here, right? I'm taller than Iverson, but I tell you what, if we're playing in a, in a pickup match, he's going to run me off the court. Mm. That guy's a Most bulldog, people. bro. Most, yeah. Most people, yeah. right? Most, Most people. people, he's an animal. And that's that mentality of why not us? He always asked that question, why not us? Mm. And I always had that mentality of an outsider, why not me? So when I was in there, of course I took the reins and of course I took the opportunity to show just how talented I was and something happened. They had been assigned a brief by one of the biggest drinks brands in the world, Coca-Cola, mm. who at the time were looking to move into coffee. So they came to the agency because they're historically known for packaging design, etc., etc. They pivoted into normal advertising. Mm -hmm. They came looking for a full suite of branding, name, identity, um, design, everything. So they came to the brand voice team looking for a name. So they gave us the brief. So I'm there now thinking of different things like, okay, how am I going to make this thing sound cool? I was like, okay, cool. Like a mocha pot, you know the pots you put on the stove? Mm, they got mm. eight sides, right? Okay, octo. Hmm, octo. Sounds a bit too marine and scary and weird. Nah, not octo. But what if I move the T and add a C and make it oco? That sounds a little bit coffee like. That sounds quite nice. So I sent that up. It all goes quiet for a week. Next thing I know, I'm coming in on a Monday. The whole agency, it's bare weird. Some like homecoming thing. People are like, oh, well done, mate. And I'm like, what? I'm like, huh? Man walking in, everyone giving you know me high fives. Bro, trust me, coming like Rocky, boy. I'm like, what are you talking about? Maybe reception just like looking at you. She's like, you've already been looking, boy. Super slow. I'm wearing a suit all of a sudden. You know, bro, I had to add that free piece, that pa, pa. So I'm coming in now and everyone's like, yo, yeah, well done, man. Yeah, pick up. I'm like, huh, pick up what? And then the guy, the other copywriter, you know, the lead copywriter, the guy was excited. He was like, oh, yeah, wicked. Like, yeah, they chose your name. I was like, they chose, they wanted Oko. Like, Coke, Coke chose Oko. Like, yeah, yeah, they chose the name. Everyone's bigging it up and down. I was like, oh, sick. So this is my first big win. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, indeed, why not us? To go back mm -hmm. to Iverson's point. However, as I'm now leaving the agency after the month is up, yeah, very, very eventful month, we're having an exit interview. And my man's talking. He's trying to give me some, like, sage advice about the industry. Bearing in mind, this guy's our age. I'm like, brother, don't try and patronise me out here, man, because I run you off the road. <laughs> so, <laughs> this guy... That's a North London interview, man. That's you're going to run him off the road. Bro, this guy goes to be... Talk about us being violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorical road, by the way, guys. Metaphorical road. This guy goes to be... And, you know, I just want you to remember, you know, as you go into the world of, of advertising, the wider world, you know, just, you just got such an effusive personality to so just never, ever lose your personality. And I was like, brother, it's not quite a set of keys, is it? 
How am I gonna? How am I gonna lose my personality? <laughs> nah, please, because I've just named this brand. Yeah? The intern has just named this brand, yeah. and the one thing you want to say to me as I leave yeah. is, "Don't lose your personality." Yeah. Isn't that a disappointment? Mm. Am I a TV presenter? No, <laughs> but you think what the you know the the black guy with character and source should be told never to lose his personality. Mm. What about his writing skill? What about his strategic abilities? What about his conceptual thinking skill? What about that? What about the ability to graft and work across teams? Mm. What about that stuff? They forgot all of that and just focused on the image. That was when I realised, no matter where you go, no matter what you do in this game, they're only going to see you for what they want to see you as. And it was in that moment, when I talk about proving myself right, that was when that moment and that visual vision crystallised for me. Mm. It only became about proving myself right. Mm. Because I right. kind of was there, like, trying to prove them wrong, that, yo, like, I'm not just an intern here, I can be a full-timer, right? Mm. They kind of dangled the carrot to say, yo, do a good job, end of this, there might be a job of it. Gave it my all, named a sick brand, did loads of dope work there. But there's still the same thing you want to talk about, my personality. What? Come on, man. So after that, that's when a real fuck you mentality just dropped with this industry. Because mm. I was like that in my life, but mm. when I was in these environments, I didn't really know how to manoeuvre just yet. But from there, I said, okay, cool. You lot work on my time now. Mm. And from that, bearing in mind the work with FIFA, the work with Nike, the work with all the different bands, Gorillas, etc., etc. Mm. Mm. That moment is really what crystallised the birth of House Captain. Yeah. I think it was that, born in that moment. I think there's always a penny drop moment in your career. Mad. Especially when you're working as a black person in a cre- like creative worlds as well where you have to fight for every tooth and nail, right? And it, it, it drops when you're like, I can do this. Mm. Because within your first experience of working in an advertising agency, mm. you were able to name a brand proposition for one of the the biggest like huge sport I'm sorry drinks company in the world like if you didn't know before Mm. maybe you didn't know then Mm. but it should have showed you right I am good enough period to do this period bro the price of the brick went up bro bro, you never needed it you never like you never needed but sometimes you need to step into that world in order for you to be like oh okay this is what it is. Exactly. And I can actually do this mm. off my own accord. So, like, you mentioned House Captain and, like, the the like the like impetus that kind of got you to that stage. But mm. talk to us about House Captain. Mm. Like, what, like, what is it? What does it stand for? What does it represent? And where do you want to take it? Because um, my first, uh, my first, like, time that I saw it, was I think you were doing small like releases about like the design, and I remember looking at it, it was like, wow, this looks kind of like nostalgic mm. again. It looks very nostalgic, and I was paying attention. And then you had the launch party, and then you released Home Sweet Home. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that have happened this year, mm. and probably in the years running up to get to what it was. But I'd really want to know like what like what is it. For our listeners or our hearers, as you have to say, um, yeah, talk to us about House Captain, bro. Boy, I mean, you know, we've kind of 
signalled off the, the the origin story of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. It was always the ambition to have a thing of my own, and I think right. as black people, ownership so is important. the key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ownership is the key for mm-hmm. us to kind of be seen in our own light. Otherwise, you'd be told never to lose your personality all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? So, House Captain is my creative studio. I'm not trying to call it an agency yet because I don't want it to get... There's a lot of things that can go wrong with uh, with the... What's the word I'm looking for? With the optics mm. of a black-led agency, right? And a lot of... The, you only the, get certain briefs. Do you see what I mean? Oh, called in when it's why are you there? only busy in October? Oh, I know. Black History Month. You know, like, I'm I'm not on that. And my thing is, I've always said, like, I don't want to make work that's racialized. I want work that represents the breadth of my life experience, which, of course, is entirely a black experience. But also, there's so much more and there's so much in the black experience that is about just life, yeah. not just being black. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, the tagline is born in London with something for the world. And London Love is that. a city where... You know, from primary school upwards, I've had friends from all over this planet. And that's how I've been able to walk yep. across this planet with confidence Amen, because man. of London. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That comfort with culture and exactly. that comfort with being in different rooms. Around you don't realise how how much people love London until you start, start travelling to the States, no. to Canada. Yeah. And you're just getting... Mad love. love. Mad love, bro. Mad love. So, you know, it's a kind of... It's a, not, it's a lot of things in one place, but it's a creative studio. Priority is to create advertising and product eventually. Born in London with something for the world's the tagline. That's the message. We're here, but we're also taking it worldwide. That's what London can enable from you, right? Mm. It's begun as a kind of love letter to the city first. If you see Home Sweet Home, like you say, there's that nostalgia. A lot of it is talking about what we grew up with. I wanted to start there because I wanted to give the shine and the light to the place that made me, basically. So Home Sweet Home is a story about adolescence in London and how that's enabled us to grow as people. We made it with kickers, they gave us product, all of that stuff. Um, We used Kano's music to soundtrack it as well. At another point, I might get into what happened off the back of that with his management, but that's the next thing. (laughs) You know what? A bit of both, because they gave some good advice, but also it's like... Yeah, good advice, I said. Let me just put okay. good advice, okay. though. Okay. But House Captain is my idea of what I think advertising could look like in the modern world, right? Advertising is a great vehicle for communication at its core level. You don't, you take a can of Coke to Nicaragua and to a remote village somewhere, kids, people will know what it is. Even if they don't read English, they can signify the colours, the logo, the design of the can. They get it. It's iconic. That's advertising. At its core, it's mass communication. I think that can be a tool for a lot of very good things. I don't think it's done in a way that works for everybody right now, in my opinion. But at the same time, the industry's response to that is to make things that are black. But they're not doing it in a way that's actually honest. It's a top-down... I could get into an example of a thing that's happening at my current agency about that, but that's a bit long. But the industry thinks the best thing to do is to just plaster black people in things, and that's the job done. But it's not still not respecting where we come from. I do you think it's difficult, though, to 
mass communicate because mm. only certain brands can do that. If you're getting a brief from a certain brand who maybe they're trying to diversify or connect with other audiences, that's cool. But I think it's difficult to have a one-size-fits-all approach when it comes to advertising. 100%, bro. It's, it's near impossible, to be honest, especially now that the process is so fragmented. It's not big idea and then execute. It's, okay, big idea, testing, research, testing, 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 research, research, research. Okay, the idea looks nothing like it did at the start anymore. Now we're going to go with it. So, for me, right, there's so much here at the bottom level, so many brands that are prioritising communities, so many brands that want to tell stories properly. For me, I look at brands like, obviously, the North Star brands, Nike, Apple, mm-hmm. etc., etc. But those brands have become so big, they can't move. You know, they're like Nemanja Matic at the end of his career. <laughs> Immobile. They're immobile. They can't move right. They can't move left they want or right. To, they want to. It's so big that it's difficult. Exactly. It's hard. It takes time for them to move as well. You know, yeah. both of you, man, know, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very difficult to get a thing approved, signed mm-hmm, off, mm-hmm. get everybody to see it first. It's a lot of layers. Yeah. Layers, red tape. Probably. So I see great opportunity right now with a lot of brands that are actually eating off at Nike and Apple's market share in places. Brands like Nothing, the new headphone company that have got the phone with the glyph lights at the back, like they're making things that are similar but different. And with that, they're giving people an alternative. And that's what I think within the space of advertising. I'm not going to be the, I'm not here to change the industry, <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm just here to put a lens of storytelling and a lens of experience on the industry in a way for me that hasn't mm. been done before. Mm. And in terms of where I come from, hasn't been done before. Mm. There's other agencies in this city, startup agencies led by very talented young black and brown people. But a lot of the time, I feel their work runs into the same wall of this is what we've given you and this is where you're going with it. Whereas for me. Yeah, they me, need the money, they need the check. You need to build, you've you got to make the money first. The you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. where the big questions come up. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, okay. Do you want to do this Black History Month campaign? Do you want to be known for doing Black History Month campaigns? Maybe not. But do you want the cash to go on to do the campaigns that you do want to do 100%? Mm. So for now... That's lo- always tough, isn't it? That's it, bro. It's a survival thing at the mm, moment. Mm, and I respect all these agencies out there getting their check, getting their freedom, and they're not having to be told not to lose their personalities every day because it's their own company where their personality is in the work. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That process of putting your own self in the work is such a massive thing for me and that's why house captain is important because a lot of my work in advertising up until this point has come from here right it's come from my head it's come from my brain thank god god gave me you know one that's is capable of doing good things great things mm. but if it's not coming from the head and the heart as a storyteller you never feel fulfilled fully so house captain is that big swing at created work that has the scale and the opportunity and the, the visibility but also has still got the heart that people really connect to look at early nike work full of heart but as time's gone on the heart isn't there anymore the cultural capital of nike has faded a bit in recent years and that's just the way the market's gone other I people think the heart's there but it's um it's in a different we're not kids anymore so, so even like the latest Nike World Cup commercial, unofficial World Cup commercial, <laughs> I didn't really resonate with it too much. Mm-hmm. But when you speak to younger kids, they're like, oh, that was sick. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, like, that's... 
generational thing. That's their version of our Brazil Airport ad. Yeah. Or the Scorpion advert. Scorpion. I right? just thought about the Scorpion advert just now and just like the similarities of the two of those ads. Come on, it's carbon copy, bro. It basically yeah, is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I was like, rah, literally just penny drop. I was like, that's the same fucking advert. Mm. But I do, <laughs> exactly. I do think it's difficult to reinvent the wheel mm. and do something completely new when that formula of a Nike mm. or an Apple has just worked so well over yeah, the years. Yeah. So it's I think true. it's hard. It's hard to reinvent the wheel. It's hard to do something completely new without taking elements of what's made you successful previously. 100%, bruv. 100,000%. Nothing comes... Nothing now is is unique. Do you know what I mean? There's, if I look at the decks and even the captain's log and all the different things that have come into the process of building this brand, there's shades of Virgil in there. There's shades of when I talk about nothing in there. There's shades yeah, of yeah. Apple in there. There's, yeah. there. there's a collage. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. how are you going to make something if you're not... Refer- there's so much great stuff to reference out there. Mm. You'd be an idiot to just say, hey, man, fuck all that, man. That, yeah. I'm going to do my <laughs> thing right now, blindly, man. Fully, fully, do you know what fully. I mean? Bun that, man. There's so much greatness out there. Why yeah. wouldn't I be inspired by that? And it's from those hotbeds of inspiration. Mm. The likes of, you know, another CSM grad, Samuel Ross... You know, Virgil in there. We've got so many... Joe Freshgoods, like I've spoken about, yeah, yeah, a yeah, very yeah, big reference out. point. So yeah, many definitely. of these amazing thinkers and makers. Mm. It would be silly not to take inspiration mm. from them. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of the confidence to kind of go forward and do these things comes from seeing them do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Seeing these men get up and make it off their own ideas is what's made very me important. say, you know what? Yeah, so can I. Mm. You know what I mean? Why not us? Yeah. I love that. You spoke about the, the captain's log. Mm. I'm holding one here. I was um, Fresh, reading it last night and on my way here. Respect. And uh, after hearing your story, mm. so there was one thing in this that sort of like grasped me, shall mm. I say. And after hearing your story, I think I kind of understand where it comes from. Okay. I want to read it out and um, just get your breakdown of it. Amazing, <laughs> okay. amazing, amazing. So on this, we have um, that legendary meme of real safe when he's uh, tapping his the side of his head. Um, and the, the quote here is, you fear your own potential because other people taught you to, full stop. And then in, I guess, more scribbly type writing, underneath that quote, you have unlearn. Mm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Boy, you know what? I actually forgot how... How does that go again? Bro, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> so many times I've forgotten. So that, it's, bro. you fear your own potential because other people taught you to. Mm. And yes. Unlearn. Yes. Yeah, bro. It's real. It's real. I think a lot of the time, what you have, the things you love, a lot of the time in our communities, our homes, they might not be understood by mm-hmm. the family and the wider community. So, you know, you're making films over summer while you're at school and you're getting in trouble for it and this, that and the other, you're not revising because you're out there trying to shoot a music video or something or you're writing, like, scripts at the age of 14. You have no clue what the hell you're doing. But your homework's right next to you, but you're right here writing a script about some heist or how you robbed up the corner shop. (laughs) Like, you know, and people are watching and preying and thinking, what is this you doing? You're pissing your life away because they don't realise... This is you building your own house, Captain. Exactly. Mm, mm, Your own mm. alternative, your own, you know, auxiliary plan, your vehicle, the thing that you want to do the most, but you recognise, you know, at this point, you can't do it 
fully yet because you still don't fully understand it yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when I talk about fearing your own potential, yeah, when I spoke about not realizing I was a creative as such, I guess because it was never like given a name or given the time and the kind of credit that creativity does deserve if you have a creative in your family you then don't know how to place this thing that you love doing so much, right? Mm, mm. And therefore, you can end up on paths that aren't for you. Mm. So when I talk about fearing your own potential, it's not just the things you can make and do. It's also your own self. The traits that people might see as too wild mm. or too chaotic or mm. too, like, you know, uncouth, to quote a word that Kwame is going to like later, right? <laughs> you love that Do you know what I'm so saying? Like, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's a fact that at this point he's saying stuff and then knowing that Kwame's yeah. gonna love it. One time for Kwame, come on, my brother, my brother. That's where I was coming from, bro. Like mm. fearing your own, it's you can internalize other people's fears that mm. they project on you, mm. and I think a lot of that unlearning process has to happen for you to get to a place where you're like, yo, like nah, there ain't nothing wrong with just being a creative or wanting yeah, to write yeah. films. It might take a long time to make cash out of it. It might not be as secure as being a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. but it will make me happy and it is what I believe to be my purpose. Mm. And I think in our community, we always need more of everything, you know? We always need, really and truly, you need more representation of it in every way. Yeah. Doctors, lawyers, engineers, that's totally great. The more of those we have, the better. But also, we need thinkers. Yeah. We need strategists. You know, we need designers. We need creators. We mm, need mm. advertising pros. We need media planners. We need other things as well. And I think it's just about recognizing that they can coexist. Mm. You know, one set of ambitions isn't greater than another because it fills a social gap better than another does mm. it doesn't then mean your role as you know a creative at Nike or a creative at Apple isn't is now redundant mm. because you're not actually in the hospital helping people like mm. yes if we're going to get philosophical certain jobs there'll always be a need for in this world and that will be your purpose but there is such a great power in finding the things that really really embolden you mm. and get the most from you and then you can then bring all of the goodness you take from that back to your community. Yeah. Everybody wins. It's mm. a cycle. Mm. It's a cycle, man. We've got to break cycles and make cycles. All the cousins that are creatives are coming to Damala because they want advice on where to go. And now all the parents are hitting me up like, yo, can you chat to da da da? Can you chat? But when I look back on when I was a kid, <laughs> right, I'm like, hold on. I swear you were my yeah. up like 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but. You... <laughs> I just got the picture of you walking into the family thing. Like, shut up, innit? <laughs> I'm doing my thing. Nah, come on, nah, nah. It's <laughs> always respect for the family. They bring that John off, boy. But um, <laughs> you got the cousins coming to me now, and I'm like, yo, this is an amazing thing. Now there's a reference point for you. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. a new cycle is being created. And still, the other cycles exist as well. Mm. Like, we're not saying one's better mm. than the other. We're just saying they both need to have the same level of respect given yeah. to each one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And through my work in advertising and, you know, by God's grace, through House Captain, through the different things that we do, mm. it's just going to keep on spawning in the same way Virgil spawned out a whole generation of thinkers and yeah. creators to go yeah. for it. Joe Freshgoods, like going out and, and, and doing their own thing. Even guys like Lonnie Johnson. Mm. You might know Lonnie Johnson. No, I've not heard The of man it. that made the super soaker, the NASA engineer. Oh. Do you know he's a black man? Did not know that. Do you know that? Did not know Amazing. that. Amazing. The super soaker. I know the super soaker. But a black man made that, right? 
He was a NASA engineer. It does sound like a black man. Lonnie Johnson, innit? Super soaker. <laughs> It just, it just sounds yeah, like, like the product. <laughs> that he was like, Lordy Johnson. Like, oh. <laughs> and no. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> I see where he's going, boy. <laughs> oh shit. No, but that'd be like. You're spitting. Um, house cap- why House Captain? Like, why the name House Captain? Well, no. That, okay. It's another story. As in yeah. primary school, as in year five, there was the house captain elections. They took it very seriously in my primary school, right? <laughs> Everyone's, you know, coming with their proposals and that, you know, I had my vice president and that, my vice captain and all of this. Come up with the proposals. Coming up soon, innit? So we had the vote and they voted me in. And I was, you don't understand, that moment when I was 10 years old, I couldn't believe it because I was always... <laughs> You know, very popular in my class, but very much like a roguish character. But mm, I was mm, always mm. kind of secured and backed because I was smart, so I could get away with shit because they're like, <laughs> okay, cool, this kid's clever, so at least if he's going to be doing shit, we know he's still going to be promoting and doing well for Ofsted. He's going to help us with that, <laughs> right? So fine. He's good for Ofsted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that school, though, big up Fairway Primary School, mm. amazing environment. So I won Greenhouse Captain. I was a greenhouse captain. Green, hey, my, my brother. Come on, my yeah. daddy. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. Bro, I was a no green captain on, on the day, <laughs> on the day, the kid who lost was a Pakistani boy. Yeah. And he used to be my friend, but he was like, kind of oh, like wow. them man that was like a rival, wasn't it? Yeah, Slightly. yeah, yeah. So he's there crying with his mum saying, it's not fair, it's not fair. People like him shouldn't win. People like him, you know, people, like, I was like, people like him, oh, you mean black people? Black people. Oh, shit. And I was like, fuck. That was the first time in my life at that age where I was like, yo, people like really don't, aren't rating black people. Like, mm-hmm. They don't want us to win. <laughs> literally. People just, literally. Uh, people just aren't <laughs> wanting us. At the age of 10. Yo, 10 years old. People, <laughs> I'm like, bro, why are you hating on me for? We're, we're all friends here. Our primary school was a great environment of just unity, isn't it? Yeah. From all backgrounds. And this brother was just pointing, like, people like, and his mum was telling wow. him to shush, shush, shush. Wow. Meaning, she, he, she can see she what he's saying. he's saying. And Which I means... get what he's saying. So as I was leaving, I was just tapping up my chest, tapping up my badge, and like, yeah, that's right, I did win. Now yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. So from that moment on, the name house captain and the decision to make me a house captain was a mark of defiance, mm. a mark of rebellion, and a reminder of my place mm. in this world. That mm. actually, no, despite people I trying loved, to yeah. impose yeah. their own yeah. views on us and their own visions on us, we will succeed. I, I like we that. will overcome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that became my subtle protest as a 10-year-old. And it's, that name always stuck in my head as something... That will mean something more later on in life. I like that, man. Um, and that, that's where it comes from. I love it because it's like, as a house captain, if you if you see it and you hear it, you don't necessarily attach a black face to it. Thank you. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You don't. Yeah. I didn't want to racialize the thing. because, yeah, yeah. like I said, in this it's actually world, beautiful now. You get it. It, it. it always was. It's a lovely name, but like even that, you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's like naming your child something that isn't necessarily. <laughs> And then turning up to an interview and being like, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, did you have any more questions for Dami? 
Nah, man. I nah. think um, we've spoken about so many... So I was about to say fruitful things and then yeah, I turn the page and there's, there's a page oranges. of oranges. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, very on yeah. point, very poignant. We spoke about a lot of things and um, mm. there's a lot of gems kind of like layered throughout this conversation. 100%. So it's been, been, it's been a really good one, man. Been a pleasure and still. Honestly. Spoke about stuff like endurance. I think the listeners will be very happy to know I have endured these headphones for the <laughs> yes. remainder of the conversation. I love that. I love that. I took them off a couple of times, but I wore them for the majority. Yeah, Come on, for sure. Uh, Kieran, this, uh, before I do, Dami, could you tell us where we can find House Captain? Yes. Where we can find you? Amen. And then, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you can catch me on the gram mm-hmm. at Damola Stay Up. That's mm-hmm. D A M O L A S T A Y Up. Um, and then at House Captain is H O U S E C C A P T A I N because somebody else has got the House Captain at currently, but I'm gonna get that shit back. You will. So there's an extra C on that in front of Captain. Okay, um, lads, it's been a pleasure. Appreciate Thank you, you man. Having um, me. And you're Come on and talk and Definitely, you know bro. just just lay it all on the table, Definitely, man. Bro. I really Definitely. really appreciate it. Yeah, it's man. Yeah, real man. shit. You've been listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys Kieran and Yap. Big shout out to Kwame and Stephen. And we have had the sickest conversation. I feel like it's a really dope conversation. Thank you, ladies. With Amola. Hey, my brother. You got it. You got it. You didn't want to say the surname. (laughs) I like that, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know his last name, bro. He's got that. He's had a good seat still. He's had his good seat in that. Yeah, yeah, my guy. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Respect. Love. Come on. You London boys are crazy.